1: And the collection is free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, and mineral oil. So experience something new and discover what's good with the Pantene Nutrient Blends Collection.
2: I just realized that the first letter of every line of this review <laughs> spells help me. <laughs> it seems like everyone's a critic these days, blessing the world with our slightest opinions, all on our own mini platforms. I'm Scott Janovitz, And I'm Greg Conley. We're the hosts of Citizen Critic, a new podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews of your favorite movies, music, television, toasters, toiletries, and paint colors. Listen to Citizen Critic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, this is Annie. And this is Bridget. And you're listening to Stuff Mom Never Told You. You have a disclaimer right at the top, Bridget. Yes? That's right. Um, you may be able to tell
2: I sound a little bit like Tom Waits. No, <laughs> this is not Tom Waits. This is Bridget, your your podcast co-host. Uh, unfortunately, I have been under the weather, and it has resulted in laryngitis. So my voice sounds, I would say, dramatically different than it usually does.
1: <laughs> I would agree. I would agree.
2: <laughs> so I'm fully aware uh, I'm sorry. And let's do this. I'm working sick just like Hillary Clinton does, just like the, you know, Prime Minister of New Zealand did when she was, I guess, being sick and having a baby aren't the same thing, but, you know. Morning sickness. Morning sickness. There we go. You get it.
1: Yeah, you're a pro. (laughs) And we appreciate your efforts, Bridget. The show must go on. It must go on. So today we're talking about what I would say is one of our most requested topics, if not the most requested topic, and that is changing your name when it comes to getting married. Should women change their names when they get married? And this is a question that seems to be on a lot of progressive, feminist, female women, <laughs> female women's minds, people's minds. It's it's something that we're we're discussing more and more, whether or not... We should be doing this, and if not, then what should we be doing?
2: If you were to be married, would you change your
1: name? If I were to be married and said person had an awesome last name, then yes. But I do like my name, so it would have to be pretty cool. What about you, Bridget? Would you change your name?
2: Never. Never? Honestly, never. I would never even consider it. Um, It has nothing to do with, like, my feminist morals or anything like that. As we're going to discuss later in the episode, I just really love my name. I identify with it. You know, for a while, my family made Team Todd sweatshirts, right? Like, my last name is a—I really strongly identify with being a Todd. And one of my nicknames growing up was BT. So unless I was marrying somebody whose last name started with a T, that would no longer be my nickname. And I have a lot of personal identity wrapped up in being a Todd.
1: Yeah, yeah. Several women— have expressed similar feelings, and I I also went by my last name for a while because I really hated my first name. And then I tried to go by my middle name, and that didn't work. So then I went what's your middle name? Hollis. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's my Hollis mom's, Reese. That's my mom's maiden name. That sounds like a
2: character in a comic book, like a like a, like a streetwise female character.
1: Oh, Bridget, it is a character in a comic book. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is not a woman; it is a man. Um, I believe it's the watchman. He is a character in there. Anyway, I digress. I, I used that in um like seventh grade as my nickname, but of course seventh grade boys started to call me Ho S. So I had to go <laughs> I had to go with the last name for a while.
2: Oh my god. I have a very un PC story about a because I feel like a lot of people go through a middle school phase where they want to change their name. Like start calling it's like stop calling me Sarah, start calling me Starla. So right off the bat, this story is not one that is PC at all. When I was in seventh grade, I went to a different seventh grade than I did for, you know, sixth grade. I moved. And I was like, I want to have a new name, fresh start. So I wanted people to call me Bree. And it wasn't until like, I thought like I would be a cute, like, B-R-I, like a cute shortening of Bridget. And here's why you really shouldn't give yourself a nickname. The very first day of school, the teacher is doing role. And I have written on my card, my preferred name is Bree. And she says out loud, Brie Todd. And I don't think I need to know, tell you like what that sounded like she was saying. Like I did not occur to me that said out loud the name Brie Todd would translate very well to like a really popular but like problematic like <laughs> slur that teenagers like to call each other. Yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty way to start seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> Day one. <laughs> Day one, I gave myself an off-color, rude, slur nickname for everyone. I was basically just being like, call me this all year, guys. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So don't give yourself nicknames. That's <laughs> lesson right at the top. I wanted to say recently I had a, a friend get married, and she's kind of a really practical person, and I had never considered before until I heard her talking about it just how much you have to change when you do change your last name. So she was talking about all of these different forms and apparently there's an app that you can get and it'll go out and fill out forms that you have to fill out when you're changing your last name. And just things like if you're going on a honeymoon right after your marriage, you're gonna need a new passport or license if you're traveling to somewhere not in the US. So it seems kind of like a stressful and expensive thing to do. Yeah. And not to mention, if you are someone who
2: has a ton of monogram stuff, you would have to change it all. I mean, you don't kind of think about how many things are tied to your last name, from practical things to other concerns.
1: Yeah. And there are a few workarounds, hyphening the two last names, some couples combine their last names to make a new one, or some couples just make up a new name entirely. Sometimes one person is happy to change their last name because they don't like their last name. Some women make their surname their middle name, that's what my mom did. But it's complicated, perhaps because you don't want to change your name. If you have built a career out of it, it's sort of your brand, your name is your brand. Perhaps you, you want to keep your name, but it doesn't hyphen well with your partners. The expectation of your, in this case, husband's family is that you'll change your name and you're gonna have to explain your decision over and over why you won't take the last name or why you won't change your name. Not taking your husband's last name might essentially put a target on your back. A lot of you wrote in about feeling that. Any choice outside of the norm, you'll stick out.
2: Here's my question. If you change your last name when you're divorced, is the expectation that you will go back?
1: I think it is, yeah. And some people that we'll talk about later eventually realized that their last name was a part of their identity and that they regretted changing it. And you can change it back uh, while still being married. So I think, yes, when you get divorced, all of the examples I'm thinking of in my personal life, the woman reverted back to her maiden name. And we'll talk about this later too, but just think about the fact that it's called maiden name and how kind of indicative that is. Also, in same-sex marriages, there isn't really a default option, but the same conversations are had just from a different starting point and um, with different expectations. And as always, we would love to hear from any queer couples out there to give more of a context to this, to give a fuller picture, because most of the stuff is about heterosexual relationships. And speaking of, uh, the expectation is still that in a heterosexual marriage, the woman will take on the man's last name. In the United States, 80 to 90 percent of women still do on average. In countries where changing the last name is the custom, it's around 70 to 80 percent. 2011 poll found that 72% of adult Americans agreed that women should change their last name. 72%. 50% said it shouldn't even be an option not to. It should be a legal requirement. 50% of people think it should be against the law (laughs) not to change your name at marriage.
2: 50% of people are real nosy, busybodies about other people's relationships.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Agreed, agreed. And as recently as the 1970s, married women couldn't vote with their names in some states if they hadn't changed it to their married last name, like on their registration. Weren't allowed to vote.
2: Well, that kind of goes back to something I know we'll talk about more in full detail, but this idea that maiden a name, you're not even a full citizen if you don't, if you have not changed your name. if like you're, you don't even get full access to your rights in some ways.
1: Yeah. Another study found that in only 3% of couples men took their wives' names, which is great for going in the face of gender conventions or perhaps you prefer that last name, but it's still one person giving up a piece of their identity. So if that's what works in your relationship, as in all cases, go for it. There is no one-size-fits-all solution. When one couple was interviewed about this for that study, that survey I just mentioned, one woman in the study said she didn't want her marriage to become a political statement by her husband taking her last name, but it was important to both of them to provide an example that men could do that. Several of their friends didn't even know that was the thing.
2: Wow. Yeah, so yeah I, could, I could see, especially if you were a public figure. Like I'm struggling to think of a public figure who has been in a heterosexual marriage where the man has taken the woman's last name. I remember reading somewhere that when John Lennon and Yoko Ono were married, he changed his middle name to Ono so they would legally both be the Ono Lennons and not have it be, you know, she changed her name and it's this and his is still just Lennon. But I, I can't really think of many modern day couples where a man changes his last name to be the woman's.
1: Yeah, I think in the article I was reading, they gave an example of three famous couples and the only one I recognized, and I didn't know her husband, but Zoe Zaldana's. Husband, who is an artist, took her last name, I think. Oh, yeah. That's, I follow them on, on Instagram. That's oh. true. I can can't confirm. Okay, awesome. <laughs> a poll conducted in Men's Health found that men wanted their spouse to be proud to take on his family's name and be part of his family. They said their name was a part of who they were. And I kept thinking while I was reading that, yeah, but don't you think that that is also true for the woman? Don't you think it's also true for your partner in this relationship?
2: Everybody has the right to feel an identity toward their name.
1: Yeah, and I can absolutely see in some cases that you getting rid of that identity is something that you'd like to do, but I think most times you want to hold on to that. Another study found that depending on what area of the state you're in, not taking your husband's name means people might perceive you as, quote, less committed to your husband and your marriage in general. This belief was held the most strongly by men with low education levels who believed it was grounds for divorce. Midwestern women were more likely to hold the same opinion than women on the East Coast. Wow. Grounds for divorce. I know. Won't take my last name. I feel like it, that would come up earlier in the relationship, some kind oh, of for sure. <laughs> seed that shows. Perhaps this isn't going to work out, I would think. Unless this is like that show Green Acres where your wife is
2: completely just like like a 180 difference from yourself. And, you know, she likes the city. I like the country. Like you would know, if, if, unless you were marrying someone that you had never
1: met, you would know my wife probably isn't going to be down with changing her last name. I would hope so once you reach that point. <laughs> Religion also impacts this. Catholic women are the least likely to keep their surname. And women having a non-denominational wedding were the most likely to keep theirs.
2: Oh, surprise, surprise. Like, I'm having a hippie wedding in the the forest, and I'm going to keep my last name, of course.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Other factors include age and level of success. Since women are waiting longer to get married and more women are in the workplace now, And couples are more likely to live together before marriage under a household with two separate names, maybe having children from a previous marriage. The trend is moving towards more women keeping their surname. And there's a whole 2004 paper that argued that the pill, birth control, was a big reason for women keeping their surname. It was really interesting.
2: I believe that. I think the pill could be part of it. But I also think it's sort of what you were saying before, this sort of multi-pronged societal shift around what families look like. We used to have this understanding that a family was 2.5 kids in a house where mom and dad were married with a dog and a white picket fence. We've sort of acknowledged slowly but surely that families come in all shapes and sizes, that it can be blended families, you know, stepbrothers, stepsisters, you know, LGBTQ families. There are so many different kinds of families and that this idea that woman marries man and changes last name and makes babies that have those last names I think that we're moving away from that being understood as the norm because there are just so many models of that not being the norm. And I also think it's interesting that one of the reasons why it's becoming more and more common for women to keep their last names when they get married is celebrities are doing it. You know, If you're, if you're a famous celebrity and, and your name is your brand, when you marry someone, you might not want to change that. And so it's interesting to me that the data reflects that that is another reason why less and less women are changing their name at marriage.
1: Yeah, I think we're seeing these public examples and realizing that, yes, okay, this is an option for me, I don't have to just do this thing that has sort of been the tradition and how it's the way things are for so long. We're seeing all of these different options available to us. And celebrities, it did come up in several papers that we read that seeing celebrities do this is sort of pushing things more that way. Sociologist professor and marital name researcher, marital name researcher, there's a researcher for all kinds of things, Laurie Schubel calls this expectation that women will change their name, quote, the strongest gendered social norm that we enforce and expect. One of the main reasons men gave for wanting to stick to this tradition is fear that not doing so, if their wife didn't take their last name, will make them appear less manly. And studies show they aren't wrong when it comes to society at large for fearing that. Uh, One study found that women who keep their last names after marrying are hyphenated, were seen by participants to be married to a less dominant, weaker man, although I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. If he took on the woman's last name, that perception is deepened wow
2: masculinity is so fragile (laughs) it really is
1: it really is i could make a fragile marriage joke here but i'm not but we are going to talk about some history of this whole thing but first we're going to stop for a quick break for a word from our sponsor So you'll want to enjoy your Good Girls experience in a spoiler-free zone. The
0: all-new, all-hilarious season of Good Girls, Sundays on NBC and stream anytime.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Since historically marriage has been an economic arrangement, it wasn't always so rare for a man to take a woman's last name. When marrying a woman who was wealthier, the man typically took the lady's last name, or if it had, like, castle in it, something that sounded more grandiose than his last name, he would take her last name. During the time of the Norman conquest, the English got the idea for coverture from France. Quote, Her legal existence as an individual was suspended under marital unity, a legal fiction in which the husband and wife were considered a single entity, the husband. A court document from 1340 CE read, When a woman took a husband, she lost every surname except wife of. Wow.
2: And I I feel like we see that attitude reflected so often in history where you couldn't have your own bank account if you you didn't have a husband or your entire identity becomes fused with your husband's. You're not even really a real person on your own.
1: Yeah. It made me think of um, Handmaid's Tale when all of their names are like of Fred or which I didn't get as a kid. (laughs) Yes, I read that book at perhaps too young an age. But now, now I know. However, when marriage meant being seen as one person under the law, women were not allowed to keep their last name. The man's identity was viewed as more valuable than hers. He could vote, he could work, he could own stuff, all of those things that we would hopefully all have, but not in this case. Yeah, and the fact that it's called a maiden name, I had never considered that before. I never put that together until
2: just now. I love that in 1855, equal rights activist Lucy Stone caused kind of a commotion by refusing to change her last name when she got married.
1: She did. I can imagine the headlines now. (laughs) Local woman refuses to take man's last name. (laughs) And I, okay, changing a last name isn't done everywhere. In fact, more places don't do it than do. Since 1981, it's illegal for a woman to take her husband's name post-marriage in Canada. Greece put into place a similar law in 1983. In France, since 1789, no one can legally use a name different than the one on their birth certificate. It's acceptable in social situations, but not legally since 1975, Italy has a similar law preventing women from taking on their husband's name after marriage, but they can't hyphenate. In the Netherlands, women can only change their surname after marriage in certain situations. It's illegal in Belgium. It's not illegal in Korea or Malaysia, but most women don't do it. It's not the tradition there. Women in Spanish-speaking countries typically keep their last names as well. Some women in countries where laws in place preventing them from taking their husband's name. Have expressed anger that the choice isn't theirs, but this was sort of. <laughs> I knew I knew that not everywhere did it. I was surprised at uh, kind of how rare it is, actually. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's interesting that some of these countries just sort of sidestep the conversation altogether. Just say you can't. You can call yourself whatever you want in social situations, but you you don't even have the option.
1: Yeah, it's just like for for documentation purposes. You're keeping the same name.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but again, I think at first blush, I thought, well, good. It's not even a conversation. But I do think that ultimately it should be up to the person getting married. Even if I'm not personally down with it, I think that people should be able to do it if they want. Like, I wouldn't be down with the government saying I can't do it if I wanted to legally change my name to reflect my marriage.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. And countries that do commonly have uh, the changing of the last name after marriage, besides the US, are uh, the UK, Japan, where the law requires one spouse adopts the other's family name, and 96% of the time it's the women in this case. So this pretty small, <laughs> small sample size. An article at the Huffington Post looked into reasons that women reported not changing their name or regretting that they did. One woman reported feeling she lost a part of herself kind of what you were talking about, Bridget, that that family connection. No one knew she was related to her family until she told them. She didn't share the name of her parents, of her brothers. Her name went from being German to being Irish. Quote, I felt lost walking around with a name that didn't represent me in any way other than my affiliation with a man. I felt as though I had vanished behind my husband and his endeavors, which was the reason this practice was created in the first place.
2: Yeah, I identify with that so much. Also, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Someone once asked me on some like Instagram Q&A thing, when was the, an early time? I, th- I knew that I was a feminist or I was starting to sort of get feminist inklings in my body. And I was a real, real little kid. And my mom is a doctor and she's kept her, her maiden name professionally. Um, she re- refers to herself as Todd in social situations. But whenever she's practicing, whenever it's anything to do with her medicine, her work as you know a doctor or she also teaches medicine, she refers to herself as, as her maiden name. And people would always ask about this, like strangers at dinner, which, when she gave her a credit card or something, like, people would really feel compelled to ask her about it. And she would always say, I worked my way through medical school, me as Carolyn Boone, like I did it myself. My husband had nothing to do with it. We met, by the time we met, I was already on my way. And so she was like, I'll be damned if even in name or ceremony or whatever, I'll be damned if that accomplishment that took me so long that I poured so much of myself into is going to get erased by his name. Now, I'm not saying that that's how it is for everybody. Again, if you don't feel that way, that is completely fine. But having my mom have to reaffirm that time and time and time and time again, like she has a little spiel that she does with it really kind of drilled in my head that it was unusual for this woman, my mom, to be claiming her accomplishment in such an overt way that that was unusual. And it really sort of just stuck in my mind that like, your name is who you are. Your name is who you are. Like your last name says something. And when I think about my accomplishments, I want them to be Todd family accomplishments, right? Like I come from an accomplished family. My brother is a really accomplished lawyer. I think of that as like, Team Todd is out here crushing it. Like when my when my brother does well, I think of it as a win for the Todds. This is just my personal kind of weird vibe about it. I want to be able to bring my own accomplishments to Team Todd, even if that doesn't make sense to others. Like it's important to me to, to have
1: who I am be attached to my my name. And my, my name is Todd. I am a Todd. Yeah. So we have a little bit more for you, but first we're going to take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor.
2: No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Doing the research for this, I hadn't appreciated before how much... Because like I've said on the show before, I, I don't really have any intention of getting married. And if I do, I probably, in the back of my head, I've always thought I'll keep my last name. So I hadn't appreciated... Like in the example I just read in the quote as she went from being, what did she say, German to Irish, and she said people started asking her about like St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. Like I never thought about how much identity is imparted in your name and how much it is sort of a part of who you are and all of these memories, all of these building blocks of your life based around this thing. One of the first things you probably learned to write, one of the first things you probably learned to understand.
2: Yeah, that's actually really funny. My first name is Irish. Bridget is a very common Irish last name. If I was to marry somebody who had a very Irish sounding last name, I think people would be like, this is an Irish person and I'm not Irish. They would be very surprised to to find out that I'm not actually an Irish person.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a, yeah. There are so many examples of women who um, just last name alone drastically shifted what people assumed was their nationality based on their last name. And I I generally, I I feel like I don't ever make those assumptions about people, but I I would never ask somebody with an Irish last name, like, what's St. Patrick's Day like? But I guess people do.
2: I definitely have. One of my best friends is Nigerian and married a white person who took his last name. And I remember thinking, I'm the a**hole who definitely would be expecting a Nigerian woman to show up and then be like, oh, this is not a Nigerian woman, right? It's not good to assume anything about anyone's anything based on their name. But I I definitely have done that and can see why people do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are some other interesting unintended societal consequences of uh, keeping your last name after marriage. People assume that you're married to your brother, for instance. I had never thought about that, but yeah, I can see that happening. When and if you have a baby, the hospital will put the woman's name as the baby's first, which can complicate security, particularly in NICU if the if the names don't match up. Some people will still refer to you by your husband's last name. And they're really, from what I read, there really isn't an easy solution once kids come along, if they do. I feel like no one's really figured that one out yet. Yeah.
2: I do love the idea of a, a mashup. I have two close friends. One's last name is Hodap. The other's last name is Lo. And when they had a kid, I thought, lo it works
1: perfectly. <laughs> Did they go for it,
2: Bridget? No, but I still think they should. you still if you're helping. listening,
1: I think they should. <laughs> In the back of your mind, you're like, Come on, come on, they'll come around. So yeah, to kind of wrap this up, names are important and they are a part of you, of who you are, they're your past, your family, your failures, your successes. You probably signed for your first car with it if you have that, your lease with it, your first job with it, there's so many things attached to it. I feel like if you don't wanna change your last name I guess my problem with it is the expectation and the obligation. Like the numbers we were saying at the beginning where 50% think it's like should be the law. Um,
2: yeah, 50% of you can get f- basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like mind your business.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. Whatever works for a particular couple, that should be enough. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really interested to hear from listeners if you've come up with any interesting solutions or... um Especially, uh, uh, yeah, queer folks, because I feel like the conversation is very different. Some of the things are the same, but some of the things are very different. We'd love to hear from all of you. I know so many of you have written in just torn about what to do. Hopefully this was sort of enlightening, maybe a little helpful.
2: So if you are getting married and you're feeling torn or conflicted, just really reflect with yourself. And no one can tell you what your name means or doesn't mean to you, right? It's important to me, but maybe it's not important Maybe you just changed your name without any thought because it's not important to you. And that's OK, too. But really, like, don't cave to pressure from anybody. This is one of those things that only you get to say how you feel about it. And that's OK. That's good.
1: Yeah. And this brings us to Listener Mail. And this first Listener Mail I chose because I loved it. And it had a kind of a an extra layer of... Uh, <laughs> complexity, perhaps, is the word, surrounding this changing your last name after marriage issue. So Hannah wrote, I've played games ever since I was a kid, fighting with my brother over his Sega Genesis, his in quotes, <laughs> over my years I've struggled with, then fully accepted the gamer title, eventually deciding that though the community is flawed, I'm still a part of it and it only gets better when good people stick around. I play a few single-player games, but my biggest passion is for Heroes of the Storm, an online competitive MOBA featuring characters with all of Blizzard's other games. MOBAs are known for having very toxic communities, and the learning curve is very steep, so the genre is difficult for women to be a part of. I've used many tactics other women use to avoid harassment. I don't use voice chat with strangers, I play mostly with friends, I have a gender-neutral name, and this has been fairly effective. I'm very lucky to have an awesome group of online friends to play with, and I rarely receive any kind of gender-based harassment. However, the topic of using a gender-neutral name has been on my mind a lot lately. I've been considering changing my username across all my online platforms, including games, for a while now, and I've been struggling with whether my new name should hint at my gender or not. There are many pros and cons to this, but I've found it strangely related to another name change I'm considering. I'm getting married in four months and I have no idea if I'm going to change my last name or not. Both of these questions boil down to one issue. Do I want to put a target on my back that cannot be removed in order to make my stance on gender norms clear and pave the way for others with my own struggle? Both my and my fiancé's families expect me to change my name. No one has even considered that I won't. So if I don't, I will constantly be reminding even my own family what my name is. Additionally, I like the idea of sharing a name with him, being Mr. and Mrs. Something. And in the world of games, I want others to get used to seeing that women play this game too, but I don't want to be driven away from playing because of increased toxicity around me. To further complicate the issue, these two things are related. My current gender-neutral username is a play on my initials, which would change if I changed my last name. Do you have any insight on these struggles of being a target but suffering because of it? How do I come up with a username that's easy for my friends to use in conversation, but possibly displays my gender as well? Better yet, just come up with a good name for me. Well, <laughs> oh, this could be a fun like. We
2: should put this to the listeners. I would love to do a contest of <laughs> of picking the new your new username. I love this.
1: <laughs> I, I I do too, and I had never thought about included um, a username into the equation of whether of changing your last name and getting married as well. I feel for you. uh, But I love how these dovetailed. It kind of cracked me up like, wow, I'd never thought about that.
2: But that just goes to show, like, just like we were talking about earlier, how names, you don't really think about it, but they do intersect with our various aspects of our identity. So this name dilemma, it's a gender identity aspect. It's a romantic identity aspect. It's a social identity aspect. There are so many different intersecting facets. You know, there's her identity as a gamer. There are so many facets of what this conflict and this anxiety around something as simple as a name reflects. It just goes to show how ingrained in who we are our names are, whether they're our given names or our gamer tags.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't appreciated it so fully until doing this, this research. I actually, I love names and there's another podcast I can't remember. I happened to meet these other podcasters while out and about once and they were doing a podcast episode on like the history of last names and it was fascinating. So Hannah, uh, whatever you decide, let us know. Listeners, if you have any uh, suggestions for Hannah for username, please send them our way and I wish you all the best in in your upcoming wedding. Uh,
2: Annie, do you want to read the second letter so I don't have to subject our listeners <laughs> to, to my Tom Waits voice any longer than they have to hear it?
1: Sure. Absolutely, Bridget.
2: Actually, I wish I sounded like Tom Waits. Tom Waits sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, some people might like that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Kyle wrote, I recently enjoyed your podcast on online gaming and sexual harassment, and I felt I could contribute some amount of information, specifically to Bridget. You mentioned Super Mario Bros. 2 and how it was like an acid trip. Fun fact, the reason it was so different from all the other Mario games is because it was actually an entirely different game that was just rebranded to the Mario franchise. It was called Doki Doki Panic. When they replaced the characters with Mario ones, they put Peach in there simply because the Mario franchise at that point had only a handful of characters, Mario, Luigi, Toad, Peach, Bowser, and Minions. I felt it was important to point out that even though you're excited to have Peach be playable, it only really happened as an anomaly and feels like it wasn't so much a conscious decision as much as a last resort. And depending on what you consider a main series Mario game, Peach wouldn't return as a playable character like this until 2013 in Super Mario 3D World. However, Bridget, you touched upon something else that I think would have made for an interesting talking point that maybe both of you'd like to know. So I'd like to point it out. That pink creature that spits out the eggs out of its face hole is called Birdo, who was introduced in this game. An interesting tidbit, there is some evidence that Birdo is the one transgender character in the Mario franchise although the company would never acknowledge this. Berto was originally described as this, quote, he thinks he is a girl and he spits eggs from his mouth. He'd rather be called Burdetta. If you'd like to know more about this, I actually talked about her on a podcast I co-host in an episode related to the topic about committing to depictions of same-gender couples that I believe you touched on recently. I'll also leave some links below. As to your theory, Bridget, on the Me Too movement not fully affecting the entertainment industry, I'm inclined to agree with you. I've only worked on the fringes of the game industry and mobile and e-learning games, but from what I, what I have seen, it has yet to come. Most artists in the industry I've seen lean progressive, as many artists tend to do, but there are executives upon executives to consider, many with creative control, even to the point that, quote, she's not pretty enough is a common refrain I've heard when creating a female character, although that naturally has to overlap with animation industry. So thank you for all of that, Kyle. It's fascinating. That is fascinating.
2: I mean, you've you kind of blown my mind a little bit. I always wondered why that game was so weird, and now it makes complete sense. And it also makes me sad that I think you're right, that I was all excited that you even got to play as Peach, but it does sound like they were they begrudgingly let her involved in the gameplay. I really want to look more into this idea as Erdo as the first trans game character. That is fascinating. You've given me so many breadcrumbs to follow. I will get no <laughs> sleep tonight. I will be I
1: will be looking into every one of these because this is this is fascinating. What fun research, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks to both of them for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can do so. Our email is momstuff at howstuffworks.com.
2: You can also find us on social media. We're on Instagram at stuff mom never told you and on Twitter at momstuffpodcast.
1: And thanks, as always, to our producer Kathleen Quillian. Thank you, Bridget, for powering through.
2: <laughs> Thank you, listeners, for hopefully not turning off this podcast once you heard my voice. Uh, I assure you that Kathleen Turner is not our new co-host; it's still me.
1: <laughs> but Kathleen Turner, if you're if you're around and interested, you know where to find us. <laughs> <laughs>